Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, have we got a treat for you today. Happy Halloween, folks. I hope you have a safe one. Enjoy dress up or whatever it is you do for your particular All Hallows Eve. Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist at Tampa Times, now with Pointer.org, will join us here in just a minute to talk all things, not just Halloween, but sports and all of that here in just a minute. First, I uh, wanted to tell you guys that we were at the Bucks facility. They had sort of a bonus practice, if you will, on Monday. Uh, no injury report. We did not see Tristan Wirfs working, although I saw him later in the locker room. He seemed to be okay. With that quad injury, uh, did see Vita Vega, did see obviously Baker Mayfield, who you know has that sleeve on his knee, but uh, was out there. So as Todd Bowles told us, for the most part, he says this is as healthy as we're going to be. And what he means by that is they have no more days off. They've had their bye week. They've had a Thursday night game and sort of what is like a mini bye weekend, if you will. And now everybody is uh, is coming back, and um, you know, presumably they'll have everyone for the game at Houston on Sunday, but we haven't gotten an injury report. And we won't till Wednesday, but so far uh, so good, I guess on, on the injury front today, of course, is the trade deadline. And I wrote a story in the Tampa Bay times and on Tampa Bay.com. I would just say this, they like, you know, a lot, a lot of people are out there kind of speculating, Hey, uh, you know, the bucks should be sellers maybe. And, and, and they've got, a number of free agents maybe other teams would be interested in. And there's, you know, Mike Evans starting with him and Devin White. Those are two guys without contracts that you'd think other teams might be have an interest in. And, and you might be able to get some some draft capital in return. Maybe players that may not re-sign with this team because Mike Evans was a uh, guy that gave them really a deadline to negotiate an extension. And that deadline was the day before the season opener, which was – uh, September 10th was the season opener, so it would have been September 9th. And of course, he didn't get a deal. And Devin White in the offseason had asked to be traded, and they wouldn't do that, but they did meet with him in March and kind of backed down off of that. But regardless, he's going to be a free agent after this season, not having a great year. I think he's bothered by a foot injury. He started off really well. Uh, Levante David is is actually playing better than he is, and, and Levante is like eight years older. But um, So when you're talking about investing $100 million to Devin White, uh, I don't know, another 60, you know, 50, 60 million dollars to Mike Evans. Is that something the Bucks would do given the fact that they're three and four? They're not out of the NFC South uh, race. In fact, I think they're very much in the middle of it. Um, but would, you know, get some draft capital, move on from guys you may not resign anyway. So all that kind of fantasy football stuff, if you will. Um, because reality is, is that you just don't move a player. Like there has to be, sort of a mutual agreement, right? It takes two to tango. And so what might surprise people is that you don't get as many calls on players as some people think. It's like, oh, well, Mike Evans, I'm sure they're ringing off, you know, the phone's ringing off. Uh, Not necessarily. Um, Same thing with Devin White. You know, like these teams, 
realize that for them to get a player, and the Bucks realize this too, like, and some people are like, well, they should add players because they need a running back or they need a tight end. And that all sounds great. But if you're going to do that, now you're giving up draft capital in future years, you know, second round picks, third rounders, first round, whatever it is, based on the type of player you're getting. So that's gone for future years. And then, you know, if you're if you're trading a player, um, now you got to justify it to the rest of your team, right? And these might be guys that ultimately, even though you you don't have them re-signed yet, some of them may actually come back on your team. You know, like you may you may get a deal with them, you know, before next March. And so, uh, Jason Light as sort of as pr- by practice, and, and really it's this way in the league for the most part. There'll be a couple trades. Um, but there's not that many, and Jason has not really been one to make them. Uh, I think they're happy with what they have. I think they feel very much uh, in the NFC South race. They got a winnable game at Houston. They certainly have a winnable game home against the Titans. Will Levitt's notwithstanding with his debut with four touchdown passes. So, you know, uh, they need to find a way to get get back above 500, and then they got to go to San Francisco. If they come back from that 5-5, five and five, they're going to be in pretty good shape. And so for that reason, I don't think they're willing to kind of cash in and say, well, you know, let's make these deals. Let's trade people away. Let's, let's just stock up on draft picks. Because when you do that, you're sort of signaling to the rest of your players you're really not in it for this season. So how how invested are they? How much are they going to lay it on the line on Sundays if they feel like the franchise is is, is heading, you know, a different direction? So it's it's a very tough thing, and it affects everybody. Anyway, for that reason, and things could change because it is it is you know one of those leagues. It's minute to minute, but uh, at this point, anyway, I don't see the Bucks really making a deal today by four p.m., which is the deadline uh, for uh, for trades. All right, we'll get to Tom Jones in just a second, but first, I want to tell you guys that you know for the past fourteen years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar energy systems throughout Florida. Now they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors. They've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means 30 years, man. May Electric Solar is backed by Solar Insure. It means your roof, your electrical and equipment replacement is all covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. Now, this policy will transfer to a new homeowner with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this program, and May Electric Solar's reputation and the history of workmanship has earned this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, Call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, real treat today, my friend, Tom Jones, Mr. Negativity, spring-loaded that is, joins us today. It is a holiday when you're on, Tom, and once again, you know, I mean, we can have you on Christmas, we can have you on Thanksgiving, but I think Halloween might be somehow appropriate. I think the you. I think the listeners would agree it's a scary time <laughs> whenever I'm on. Exactly. It truly is. Here we are, October thirty first, and we're reunited again and it feels so good. 
I, I got I was thinking, you know, because I we have kids now, and I have kids, and, and my kids are still of that age. They're not young children, but they're still of that age that they like to go out and trick or treat. And I think as the world has changed, and you know, I'm probably a hundred years old to the normal people, but like Halloween has changed, right? The the holiday right. has changed, and and what sort of what happens on that holiday. And I mean, I I can remember walking the neighborhood, you know, and and stuff like this, and putting on a costume. I've had some really interesting times. Like I never thought it was real safe. I grew up in Northwest St. Petersburg, which should be one of the safest places around at that time. Um, but there was always like the rogue car that would drive by and throw like a grapefruit <laughs> out at you. You know what I mean? Like one time, my dad was walking down the street. I don't know what possessed him because he never took walks, right? And right. him, a neighbor came over on Halloween night. And they said, like, oh, let's go walk down the street. And he was walking down the street. And he came back. And he had the biggest welt on his back. Because somebody <laughs> had driven by. <laughs> and he, had, he was completely unprepared for this. Somebody drove by and had one of these grapefruits. Because in, in our neighborhood, everybody had a citrus tree, right? Like, they just grew everywhere. So there's grapefruit and oranges everywhere. And somebody had pelted him in the back. <laughs> but we, we used to see the cars, you know, like they they kind of creep at the end of the drive and they see a bunch of Halloween trick-or-treaters and whatever. Then they turn their lights off and zoom past you and you either yell something or, I don't know, I was terrorized a little bit on Halloween. But but now it's, I don't know what it, what this holiday has turned into because it seems like the older the kid or maybe the adult, we can get into that, it, it, like the bigger the deal it is. Like it used to, I thought it used to just be for you know little kids and yeah, it used to be just for little kids and you would go like a week before Christmas and we used to go. I grew yeah. up in suburban Pittsburgh, so we go to the you know five and dime Woolworths yeah. or whatever, and you get the box costume yeah. with the like Superman or whatever, and he and it would have the the face with the little string like the mask, the little would, elastic string that would that just would like stick to your face, and it didn't matter even <laughs> leave if leave a was crease like, on your head. <laughs> yeah, and it was twenty two degrees in Pittsburgh on some oh, on some Halloweens, and yet your face you take it off, it was like beads of sweat because you, you couldn't even breathe. Like, like <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> exactly. And somebody would come to the you knock on the door, and of course the neighborhood's like, "Oh, who's this?" And I'm like, "Please don't make me take this thing off. It's gonna." Stuck to my face. <laughs> Stuck to my face, and if I take it off, and it's it's gonna it's gonna freeze. The, my, the little beads of sweat are gonna freeze on my face. I'm gonna get frostbite on my cheeks. But it was <clears throat> you come down looking like Sir Edmund Hillary, you know, from Mount Everest. But yeah, that's what. That's and then cool. by the time you got to be like, you know, I don't know. I stopped trick or treating. Probably you always stop about a year or two before you really want to. Oh, I was always, probably, always, yeah. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen when I. Yeah, I mean, you stretch it out, but then you go. Even even you got to go. Like, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable doing it nowadays. Because my my oldest now is fourteen, right? My daughter, and uh, never a hesitation about trick or treating. Oh, we're going. No, oh, of and course. and it's like we're not just going to one neighborhood. We're going to like three. That was the other thing. Like we kind of stuck around where I lived because I didn't want to go. Yeah. To places I wasn't familiar. Nowadays, it's like. Oh no, we're going to Joanne's and, and Johnny, or, you know, and then they live way over there, and then then we're going to come back and do this, and then yeah, it's it's it's, it's just, but it's a big thing. Now, and do they, they when they dress up, do they do they go all out, or is it just like just enough to to get it to get candy? So uh, like- it's a little more all out than it should be, in my opinion. Like I, yeah. the other thing they do, and we didn't do this, I don't believe, is they match each other. In some weird way. Oh, right? really? Like, See, you, I think your older daughter would be like not wanting your younger daughter to do that. I don't know. Oh, they don't match each other. 
They match. Oh, friends. they match friends. Oh, yes. I see. Oh, yeah. No, forget about. It. No, that would be a that would be a no go. You, you can't have the same costume or really the same anything in my house. But uh, <laughs> there's you know there's rivalries there. But like so, if you have a bestie and everybody seems to have one for at least five minutes and then they move on to the next one. But if you have a bestie, like if you're if one is Ariel, the other one is Flounder. You okay, see what I mean? Right. You follow yeah, me yeah. here? Like, yep, yep. it's got to be pairs, right? Or they can be identical, you know, thing one, thing two, whatever. I don't know. But you, you can be the same or you have to be like, you have to match up somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it's like, you know, it, it's odd. And sometimes they would do odd pairings, you know, and, and like just weird things. But um, it's it's really become, and now it's not like, so there's Halloween night, which is which is tonight. And, but then like the week leading up to it, they're, they're into dance and stuff like, or, or school, right? Like they, they, it becomes like a week long celebration where you have to have a different costume every day. Right. And this is something I'm not used to. No, right? I'm like, not, no, it was one, one costume, one, like you said. And if the string broke on the mouse, that's uh, it, you're then done. You, th- Sorry. That's it. You have to poke a new hole, try to tie it or it's <laughs> over, right? You're just going to be right. dangling there. And, right. and mine was fairly simple because I would just, uh, uh, for years and years, I just put on a pair of shoulder pads that I got when I was just a little kid and played in the front yard. Not that I played youth football or anything, but we had and a helmet, uh, which probably wouldn't have held up if I had a cracked heads very long. Right. And I would just like put like a skeleton, one of those skeleton masks, you know, with the little yeah, right, 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 right. I put the helmet over top, and I thought, well, that's good because I'm going as you know, a, a dead football player or something. But um, but yeah, so it wasn't that complex. But now, man, they get into it. And, yeah, um, that's yeah, and it's I've seen some. I saw one the other day. It was actually a pretty good one, of a dad. This was on. I think I saw it on X, where a dad dressed up. He has three daughters, and he dressed them up in uh, uniforms from a league of their own. And he went as Tom Hanks. I did see that. That, that was, was great. That was brilliant. Like yes. so, I like those. Like when if everybody's going to get into it, like yeah. yeah, we're really creative. You know, uh, type of type of costumes, but. Just the old. I remember I'd have kids. I had kids come to my house, neighbor kids, when I was living over in another part of town, and they were like fourteen or fifteen year old kids. They'd come by about nine o'clock to collect the last of the candy. They were smart because they knew whatever candy you had left. You're just like, here, take the rest of it because I don't want it at my house anymore. Mm-hmm. And they knocked on the door and they were just. They came in like t-shirts and like shorts. And I said, but even, you're not even trying. I go, what are you supposed to be? And the guys, said, oh, we're sports fans. And I'm like, okay, oh, that's that works. Good. Yeah, that's but, good. Okay. answer, and, he, and you can tell he thought of it right at the moment. I'm like, all right, that's worth a couple of Kit Kats. Go ahead. Take, yeah, so somebody it. knew what house they were knocking on. Now we always had houses in our neighborhood that you had to go to. Like there was a guy who lived up the street who uh, he was a he was a milkman. You know, remember back yeah. in, in the day when they'd actually deliver milk to your house. <laughs> kind of like, have, like little, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he used to have, but he would have cartons of either iced tea or orange drink, the little cartons, you ooh, know? Ooh. And like, those were great, especially ooh. when that, like I said, you pull that mask off with that sweat just beating out, like, oh, there was nothing better than that orange drink, which was basically like orange flavor with sugar and water. It was just tremendous. Wow, that is good. Well, we didn't have to deal with uh, the cold, uh, but mosquitoes are a big thing down here oh, yeah. as you know and then the sweat like most halloweens is very humid down here we rarely would get like a dry like you root for just dry air right forget about 60 you know right. just give me some dry air um but yeah it's 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 kind so of so have you dressed up as an adult well see here's the thing and, and that's 
this is the part that I'm almost embarrassed by because I know people that have Halloween parties and 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 they've invited me and 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 uh and I know some good friends of ours just went to one because they dropped one of their uh one of my my girl's best friends off and they were uh fantastic like they were Morticia and Gomez and I know you listen to the podcast and I'm telling you you guys were amazing like you look like this was theater like ability, right? Like I don't and, they, this... and they dressed up with their kids, or this was no, a no, no. They were going to an adult party, okay. right? I see. And yeah. and so like, I'm one of these people that I'm self conscious. I'm more self conscious about dressing up at an adult party where everybody is like that, like they're just like really, really on it, and then I'm going to be like weak. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. like. Yeah, I know what you're trying to be, but it's not a very good costume. Right, you know what I mean? Like right, I just, right. I just one time I went as John Gruden. I, That's I hate pretty to admit good. It, but I had like I had like the Chucky type hair. Okay, you know what yeah, I mean? but I went yeah, as yeah. Chucky as John Gruden with the you know what I mean like the yeah. Chucky fit. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh really? That seems like it would it can't miss. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> you had to I talk. I, I think yeah. I missed the mark right there. You know what I mean? Trick or treat, smell my feet. <laughs> it's, Give me it's something a, good to eat. Give me something good to eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to be philosophical. I'll take a Snickers bar. Better be the full one, though. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it was It was just weird. And that's all anybody wanted me to do was just talk like Rudin. We don't care what you look like. Just talk like Yeah, Rudin. there you go. Um, but I, I was self-conscious because everybody seemed better. You know, like they, 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 just, they just they pulled it off better. And um, uh, it, it, I guess Halloween is for everybody. I mean, I, it yeah, never sure. used to be for adults, but now you have. But usually, when you have the adult party, like there's some people that have the adult party, and then the kids also dress up, and right. then there's just the adult party, and you, just the adult party can get a little out there. But are you talking um, like eyes wide shut out there? Or what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus. I, I didn't know. <laughs> He says, get out there, like people dressed like, in masks yeah, and stuff. Like <laughs> Vanilla Sky. Like, what are we, t- <laughs> what are we talking about here? Uh, yeah, no, not exactly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a big horror, a horror film fanatic. I'm glad so, you added film to that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big horror yes. film fanatic. I, and that's what I love about October and about Halloween is that just a bunch of scary movies are on. And I love that. Story. So would a hockey mask, would an old-fashioned hockey mask, if I yeah. just went as Jason, would that, sure. would that be frightening enough? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but well, yeah. that's okay. But in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So. All right. Well, Halloween is today, so uh, be careful out there, kids and and adults alike. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to leave some candy outside, but invariably, some idiot will come by and just dump the whole bag. You know. Well, was, either that or like you could do <laughs> the, the, my one of my favorite tweets or memes of all time is the uh is the bag of sprite. <laughs> it's just it's a bunch of baggies <laughs> with sprite in it. <laughs> What? Bag of Sprite. Bag of Sprite. Take one, please. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yes. Oh, my God. I remember the old Saturday Night Live, too, with Dan Aykroyd used to be the – he was like – he was like – this is back in the 70s now. He's like – he did the thing where he – I think Leonard Mainway, I think is his name or something like that. I might not have mm-hmm. their name right. But he had uh, – he had – bad costumes or costumes that were unsafe for kids and he was always on this consumer report show <laughs> and one of his uh one of one of his costumes was just a black sheet and it was called invisible pedestrian oh, God. <laughs> so, so anyway tomorrow night be, watch out bad, for the don't wear the black sheet watch out for the invisible pedestrians don't hit any kids when you're out driving tomorrow night this or is tonight, true story. tonight actually one one uh, i'll end on this but it's kind of weird uh one uh one halloween 
we were we'd all gotten dressed and we were all ready to go out, and then I hear this crash in my house, and I don't know what the hell it is. And my mom comes out, and I'm not lying about this. She's covered in blood, like for, you know, pouring out of her head. Oh my god! And gosh. we're thinking, my god, what just happened? Right? She was hanging curtains. Now I was a young kid at this point. Like this frightened me, right? And then it's like, well, well I'm fine. Go out and trick or treat. It's like, no. She was hanging curtains. She fell and hit her. Hit her. She broke her nose. Oh my gosh! You know when you break your nose, yeah. it's, it's blood very, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what a way to send me off trick or treating. You know, like, it's like <laughs> I think it'd be great if she did just like like <laughs> handed just, out just candy. Go, hey, with come blood with. Gushed. You should come with. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it's like who are you? Like I'm Carrie from the movie. Yeah. Exactly. Got like, blood oh dumped God. on me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's like so real. Yeah, because it is. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was bad. But anyway. Um, all right, so let's. Uh, I guess we can talk a little, a little sports, since this is supposedly a uh, sports day <laughs> Tampa Bay podcast. But yeah, we had the, the, the sports equinox yesterday with a, uh, a a game in each of the four main North American sports. How about that? That's only the twenty cool. ninth uh, time ever. I think I saw, and it was just the. It's the only time this year that you have an NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, and. Um, NBA, whichever one I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, All four. Baseball, All four. football, hockey. And the majors, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Not soccer. Not that thing. <laughs> um, I'm wondering now, so so that being the case, what would you have watched if you could only watch one? Uh, well, you know, World Series is, you know, obviously we're getting out near the end. I'm a huge baseball fan. The World Series, I'll tell you what, the, Rick, the playoffs have lasted so long and i'm not one of those people that say oh i'm not watching the world series because i don't care about either one of these teams and you know neither one arizona texas neither one should even have made the playoffs i I don't like that doesn't bother me the fact that we don't have the like a glamour team like a philly or a houston Mm -hmm. or or traditional glamour teams like the dodgers and the yankees or whatever but these playoffs have gone on so long it's up to the point now it's like can we just get this series over with you know, well, now, is, so, that, is that the extra round that they've added, that two out of three? You know, I guess, that, which I think is a fair way to do it. I didn't like the one-game playoff right. um, to settle the wild cards because you run into one buzzsaw pitcher and your season was over after 162 games. I, so I get that. I, I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, it's like she – I feel the same way about the football, uh, college football playoffs. It seems like it, we, we have such a long time between the end of the regular season and then we get to the playoff. The, the semifinals, true. and then we get to the final or the championship game. Well, because they stop, you know, they, they, they'll play their conference championship, and there might be a month. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't understand how you could keep any kind of level of sharpness, especially yeah. in football, if you're not actually playing for a month, right? Right, yeah. And, and that's why some of these games, like sometimes when you get to the championship game, it's like 10, 9 or 10 days there. I think they've tried to do a little bit better job of that, of moving it closer, but – it just feels like you almost have to remember, like, wait a minute, who's playing in this game again? Oh, yeah, Georgia and you know, whatever. Yeah. So that, I just – so the fact that these drag out a little bit is um, is hard. And I'll tell you what, Rick, the NFL, the ratings are out. They'll be out today um, in terms of what everybody watched last night. Monday Night Football will dominate regardless of who played in it or whatever. Like The NFL the the NFL is such a – yeah, it's such a dominant – Sport that even baseball admitted, like they gave up. They didn't even try to go up against. They they avoided the Sundays. They took you know, Sunday they, off. Yeah, they took Sunday off, and uh, unfortunately, and they're playing go, on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah, it's. I mean, they'll get a little bit better, but going yeah. up on Sunday, there's just it was impossible. You weren't good. You weren't. You're not going to beat the NFL. It's just such a different animal than everything else. 
Yeah, I I actually and and I'm a baseball guy, but I actually watched more hockey on that night than than I did mm. anything else. I mean, I, I you know I got I know Tom, you can't see your TV from your kitchen. I have three. Yeah, not, <laughs> not from my kitchen upstairs, but so I have the ability to kind of watch all. But um, but I I got to be honest, for whatever reason, I'm not into baseball this year, like the playoffs, and they did go too long. And the other thing that was weird to me was that, um. I guess it was uh, Texas. They were like on the road for a month. Like yes. they played every game and every series, it seemed. You know, the two games in Tampa, they won both. And they went to, I don't know where they went next, Philly. Baltimore. Or, they went to Baltimore. Baltimore, next. that's right. Yep. And they played those games on the road. Um, and then they started the ALCS. And I think they were on the road there. Like it was weird. It was like this team yeah, has not Houston, been yeah, home. Yeah. And they started in Seattle with the last series. They could have avoided all this, but then they lost that series to Seattle. So it was really strange to me to see one team be on the road that long. But I'm, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Evan Longoria to win a World Series. I guess that's the only sentimental attachment I have here at this point. Yeah, I and cool. it's yeah, I think it'd be cool too. But I'm I'm like you, like look, we're in we're going to be in November and they're still playing games. Yeah, it just seems yeah. weird that they're yeah, going not, that late. It's in a game. long season, right? And here's the other thing about baseball that I that I've come to realize, especially with these playoffs, is. Have they now rendered the regular season meaningless? It's a good question. You know, we've always talked about the more we add teams to the college football playoff, right? the less the regular season might matter because we've had games this year. For example, you might have a game the other day where Oklahoma loses. That might be it for them. They might right. be out. Right. Whereas right. if they have a chance where they can lose a, another, a, you know, two games or whatever, then no deal, that right? lost the other night to Kansas. Okay, it's exciting. The end's exciting, but – Ultimately, it doesn't. It doesn't matter that they absolute that they lost that game, except for maybe seeding. So there is something to be said for yeah. The more teams you add to the postseason, the less it, it makes the the regular season um, important or watchable. Or it was just all these hundred win teams. All of them were out pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Like, and the the Rays didn't win a hundred, but damn near a hundred. Baltimore won a hundred. Like. The Dodgers, you know, like they right. were all they were all done. So I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, what was that all about? Like, how would you like to go all those games and you know, and then find out that well, it didn't really matter. <laughs> but also too, like, I, it would be, like if we went back 30 years now, and the and the Rays didn't make the playoffs after winning whatever they won, 98, 99 games. Right, that's true. Was, that would seem totally unfair. You know, it was right. just. Or or you get a situation, and we remember we can remember times when we were kids, probably that one year where the Dodgers got off to an incredible start, you know, or mm -hmm. um, and you would say like, well, this is over, like we're we're barely to Memorial Day, and they're this team's gonna, yeah, like everybody else in that division up. has no chance. They could win ninety games, and it won't matter. Right. So I don't know what the right answer is to this, but but I, I'm with you. Like it's just. And I'll tell you what, Rick, and I, I've always been more of a baseball guy than any other sport, uh, particularly when compared to football. Sure. But f I, I tell you, the NFL is, I don't know what it is, Rick, it's masterful in how they've captured the attention. Everything they do seems to be really smart in terms of, like, the red zone and a Sunday ticket and fantasy sports. And now they've, they've well, now embraced Thursday gambling a little bit streaming more. Now, now and, you Thursday night's mean, streaming, and you get – Announcing has never been better, and technology's never been better. And it's, 
I, I, I wake up on Sunday and I, you can't wait for one o'clock and that, you know, seven hours of commercial free. Mike, my wife knows what that means. And I will sit there Scott for Hansen. seven hours mm-hmm. and I have to, at some point, my, my, uh, my remote set or my TV says, are you still there? You're still here. Yeah. Are you watching? Are you, are you, are you live? Yeah. You have to hit the thing like, yeah, yeah, I'm still watching this. So it's uh, what they have done. The NFL has just been remarkable. And yet at the same time, Rick, um, I don't know about you know how much you guys have talked about this recently, like the officiating in the NFL. And I hate to be that guy that complains about officiating. But it's to the point where they need to figure out something about pass interference and contact on the field. You watch these games, Rick. I think too many teams are rewarded for underthrown footballs, for Hail mm-hmm. Mary. Not, not like Hail Mary, like traditional Hail Marys. But, I mean, let's just send a guy down the sideline, throw, throw a back shoulder. And, yeah, maybe a guy. Throw a back shoulder, and if he doesn't catch it, he's going to get interfered with. I think the NFL needs to do some. I would suggest maybe going to the college rule of it's a 15-yard penalty instead of spot a foul. Yeah. And I also – what about this idea, Rick? Is we've seen so many times over the past – because here's what happens. You watch a play. It's third and ten. Quarterback goes back to pass, throws a pass over the middle, incomplete pass, and you wait like three seconds to say, is there a flag? flag? Are we, is there a yeah, flag coming? You almost expect and it, it. Almost expect it. And to the point where, oh, okay, here it comes. Here comes the flag, illegal contact. And then you watch it and say, really? And we're going to call mm. that? You know, because it feels like you could call it on every play. My suggestion, and I don't, let me, and maybe you have a different thought on this. I think, okay, fine. Let's call it a five yard penalty for illegal contact. No automatic first down. If it's third and ten, it's now third and five. It's I don't think we should hand out automatic first well, downs. I, I know what every you're saying. But I know what you're saying, and, and 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 you make some good good points. But I'll tell you why you're wrong. Um, okay. And and this is true about uh, the NFL and pass interference. And I and I and I know the college rule, and it's totally different, right? The problem is, is that if if the penalty was less, if it was only 15 yards, you would never see a throw that would ever be completed down the field because that defensive back would, and the same thing with defensive holding, they, once they're beat on a double move, they would grab that receiver and tackle him. Yeah. Because there's no payoff there, right? Like, oh, five yards, it's, and it's not a first down, or worse, oh, it's just 15 yards if I plow this guy 40 yards down the field and I have no chance of defending this deep ball. I think right. it would just take away too many of the big plays. And, and it, they're trying to make it an offensive league, so the defense is always going to, you know, it's always going to be kind of weighted. Here's the weird thing about this year, and and there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a couple stories written about this, and I can't understand any of them because it's all math. But uh, <laughs> scoring is way down. In the yeah, NFL. I've seen that. Like yeah. way down. And when you watch games, they're not very interesting. Like I, I watched, and, and these two teams are really bad, but I, I watched Houston and Carolina, and I'm telling you, that didn't even look like football after a while. Like it was seven to six for the longest time. Did you see the Jets and the Giants? My I God. watched. So I watched the red zone on Sunday, and I can tell you oh. it was the worst. It was the worst Sunday of the year. Which unfortunately was, for you was, was the worst Sunday. And I was home to watch it because you were home to watch it. You weren't yeah. at the stadium because the Bucks played on Thursday night. Which begs the question: I, I, What am I doing watching football? But yeah. <laughs> well, so you can't not watch it. But it's I get to. It was to the point where I I I almost tweeted out the other day on Sunday that. You know what? Sometimes I think there's like four people on planet Earth who can play quarterback, and that's, <laughs> that's it. True, it's and actually it really, true. And it's really funny that like 
I so you watch you mentioned that Jets Giants game. The Giants got oh, down God. to their third Tommy DeVito, who's Tommy DeVito. Is that Danny's the, cousin or what? It's it? the guy. Oh, what am I a clown? I amuse you. <laughs> You're more of a clown than a quarterback because it's fun. he looked like he had never played quarterback in his life, and <laughs> I, I don't never even played blame, in the NFL. I right. I don't even blame him. Like to throw a guy in there in that situation oh, against God. a pretty good Jets defense, but there gets to a point like where. You, like the Steelers lost lost their starting quarterback, and Mitch yeah. Trubisky, who's actually played a little bit, comes in. They can't move the ball, and the Jets couldn't move the ball with their number two quarterback, Zach Wilson, who actually right. has played a little bit. Like you look around the league, like I know Patrick Mahomes was apparently battling the flu or whatever. Yeah, Even flu, he had a horrible game, day. Yeah. There's there like from week to week. If I if I tell you, okay, who's you throw out? You know Mahomes, and but there there are weeks where Tua doesn't look great. There are weeks where Josh, Josh Allen, Allen doesn't didn't look, look great. He looks yeah. lost out there. Yeah, you know Dak Prescott. If if that when Dak Prescott retires, mm-hmm. Skip Bayless and Get Up and all those shows are going to have to cancel themselves because of what will they talk about? They'll talk about for, the other Dallas. I guess who the whoever the new quarterback is, right? Yeah. But it literally goes from you almost feel like every topic is. Is Dak one of the five best quarterbacks in the history of football? To is Dak one of the five worst quarterbacks in the history of football? <laughs> All based on what they did last Sunday. You know, I know. Last Sunday. But it's you're right. Like scoring is down. The games are not as exciting as they they seem like they have been in the past. But Rick, I'm this thing with the pass interference. I just feel like too many plays. A quarterback and an offense gets bailed out on a ball that. Like they shouldn't be rewarded for the throw well, and, the quarterback. It, yeah, but them the rules, right? Like again, they're right. trying to promote scoring, and scoring is down. And um, what do they say? If you got four quarterbacks, you got none. That's kind of what happened to the Giants the other day. Um, but you know, here's here's what I think. I think is Peter King would say. I think what we have in quarterbacks these days is what's come up from the high schools, which is you take the best athlete and you put him at quarterback because he can run if there's nowhere to throw the ball. And I think the days of guys standing in the pocket, reading things out, right? The Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the late Ben Roethlisberger's maybe, um, the Eli's, like, you know, guys that, you know, just understood the game, threw it with anticipation. You can go further back if you want to. Um, they're all gone. Like they're dinosaurs. They're they're they they're extinct. Okay, and I think Mahomes is a tremendous talent. And I'm not saying he doesn't know where to go with the ball necessarily based on the defense and the rotation and all that. But he plays a different game, right? He plays right. this game throwing different arm angles, extending plays with his feet, sort of flipping it underhand at time. You know what I mean? Like he's not. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he's not the guys that that would stand in the pocket and say, okay, you got inside leverage, I'm throwing it outside. You got outside leverage, I'm throwing it inside. And would throw people open. You know what I mean? It's more like, let me extend this play. Let me see if I have a scramble drill and see if I can fit one over this guy across the field, across my all the things you're told not to do, right? And they make these throws, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, that's an unbelievable throw. But they don't play the quarterback position the way it is traditionally because I think – the guys coming out of college now are not those guys. Mm-hmm. I think they're guys that have come out of high school that, again, were the really good athletes, right, and put the ball in their hands. They'll make something happen, whether it's with their arm or their feet, and then they become the college quarterbacks, and now here we are in the NFL. Right. Like I just I watch quarterbacking today, 
And it's not like, you know, one, two, get rid of the ball. And that's kind of what they used to teach. Like, you know, I talked to Tom Moore a lot and it was like, you know, one, two, three, throw or it's over. You know, like you can't, you don't even have till three, you know, and think about that. Like how far is a guy off the line of scrimmage as a receiver if you're letting go of the ball in less than three seconds? Right. He's not even in his break yet. You know what I mean? So like, I just think that's sort of what, quarterbacking and I think I think the quarterback play is is not as a group is as bad as I've seen it well you know what I was fine I think it might have been Orlovsky who was talking about it on ESPN or some somebody who obviously knows quarterback. very good by the way yeah, yeah I think he's really great yeah he was talking he said you know you, you hear the you hear the phrase quarterbacks going through their progressions you know right the, right he said you know when that starts? When the guy's waiting for the snap, he already knows my number one option. He is yeah. going to be open, and my number two guy be. is probably not going to be open. Uh-huh. He goes, and what you do see a lot of times is why guys like Mahomes excel, or a Lamar Jackson, or Josh mm-hmm. Allen, a guy who can move around a little bit because they know as they're coming up to the line. Yeah, all the plays that we have run here, it's not none of work. those guys are going to be open, <laughs> and I can't audible out. I don't of it. have an answer. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the play clock's at three, and we got to yell snap. And yeah. so we got to, we got to improvise here, but I think you're right. And, and it's, but it's that's amazing the thing. back in the day. Cause I've talked to you know the, the, the coordinators that did this and the, the Tom Moore's and others. And I think Andy Reid does it. You have to have answers for everything. Right. But mm-hmm. there's the pre-snap look. Okay. And we got answers, right. If they're in cover two, if they, if they, you know, this guy's hot or this guy, you know, whatever, we're going to move this guy. Or we're going to overload. Like you can move people. You can do things to combat the defense you're seeing. But then there's the pre-snap look, and then then the ball is snapped and everything changes. And it's what that quarterback can do when all of a sudden they're rotating out of what he saw pre-snap. And can the receivers be on the same page? Are they seeing the same rotation, right? And there's so much to that game that you, you kind of practice and drill that and have answers for everything you see. And I, I just see a lot of guys out there uh, – I didn't say winging it necessarily, but just sort of making plays, you know, like more than ever. Like it's not just – you don't see that ball coming out when that guy hits his back foot and boom, you know, like the ball is in that window and and the guy's running at full speed and they fit it in there. And you know what I mean? Like there's a lot more sort of, I don't know, street ball, I guess I would call it. It, Yeah, yeah. It feels like it's not scripted as well. Um, And maybe that's not a bad thing, but it's just – I just think overall the quarterback play, and there's a bunch of them hurt right now, but the quarterback play that I've seen personally this year has not been good. Let me ask you, and I know, I know you wrote about this here, Dana. I don't want to put you in too too much of a rough spot here. Oh, but, no, please uh, do. Well, I you wrote a little bit. Uh, there are a lot of people out there just, you know, just in general. <laughs> just the general feeling out there is like, okay, look, the Bucks have lost what four or five now, three in a row, four out of five. Yeah, the offense doesn't look like it's 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 moving the ball all. Not that getting well. any better. Mm-hmm. So, and you wrote about this the other day: is Baker Mayfield's job potentially in trouble? Let mm-hmm. me ask you. So, so how difficult? And I know a lot of people want to see Kyle Trask get put in there. Yeah, they do. how difficult do you think it would be? We talk about these guys. Mm-hmm. Having a having a tough time adjusting, like you get thrown in there, and all of a sudden it's a different game than when you're playing in preseason or when you're playing in scrimmages oh, yeah. and practice. Yeah. How what is, would the adjustment? I don't even know how to how you would quantify it, but how difficult would it be for Kyle Trask to go in there right now? Look, every quarterback has to play their first game sometime, 
Yeah, but, I mean, there was a guy the other day that came in, you know, as a rookie and threw four touchdown passes. Yeah, well, yeah, Will Levis went in there and yeah. did that. Right. So, but how difficult would it would the sort of learning curve be if you say, okay, you know what, Kyle Trask is our guy. Could you throw in? Do you think you would see that much of a difference between what we see? Because that's what people are saying. How much worse can it get? Well, first I of all, it, I, I think it I don't. Good. I guess I don't. I don't think it's it's as bad as other people think it is. In fact, that that while they say you know whether well, you know the headline and all that, but like if you read the first graph, it's the, the question is answered literally in the first graph that no, he's got the full support of his team and his coaches, and he should because what has happened in the last three weeks are certainly not on the quarterback. Like they have a lot of issues, and I think people get the wrong impression about you know how the quarterback gets all this attention, but they're really the most dependent player on the field because they can't do anything unless somebody snaps the ball to them accurately, unless somebody blocks for them, unless somebody runs the right route, you know, catches the ball. Like there's so much that's going on, um, gets the snap count, doesn't jump off sides, uh, that, you know, because they have the ball in their hands, everybody just watches the ball, but they're not, you know, the, the game that happens around them affects them more than it does any other player. And so, I don't think Baker is playing poorly. And a couple of weeks ago, he did. Like when they lost to um, who was it? The Atlanta Falcons, I think it was. Right. Yeah. When they lost to Atlanta, um, he did not play a good game. Was it Atlanta? I think that is that the game I'm thinking of. That's what he came. They came back late and tied it. And yeah, the yeah. They had a bunch of chances, and in, in, uh, actually, there might have been one before that that he didn't play well. It could have been Philadelphia. It was one of those games, and you know, I. He just had a bad game, but guys are going to have bad games. Sure. Um, and it was after the bye week, so it might have been it might have been Atlanta because um, they were three and one and everything was great. And then he then he went and did the you know the radio TV tour and went to Oklahoma Texas game and was on McAfee and College Game Day and, sh- and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool, but like when you get back, you better back this up. And then <laughs> he, had, he had his worst game, um, so he hasn't been perfect, right? Um, but they're absolutely not going to bench him for a couple of reasons. One, when you, everybody on that football team, as much as they may like Kyle Trask, and, and I think guys believe in him if he were to go in, they know that Baker Mayfield gives them the best chance to win. So it's very hard sell, right, to say, well, you know, we're going to sit Baker and we're going to play Kyle. Because when you do that on this team this year, I think you're signaling to everybody that, okay, we really don't think we have a chance to win the division. I think that's what you're right. saying. Right. You know? And so I'm, it may happen. It may happen through injury or it may just happen because the record gets so bad. It's like, look, we're not going to win it, so we got to see what we have in this guy. Um, it wouldn't be that hard, though. Like, like, for what they're doing, Kyle could do what they're doing. Now, the problem is is that they're not helping the quarterback because they have no run game. Um, and of late, they've kind of realized that and gotten away from trying to run it on every down, especially first and second down, and then say, go, go, go bail us out on third. Um, so now they're now they're sort of like throwing the ball to the running back and, and having some easy completions and get the ball out of his hands. Um, he's avoided a lot of sacks. Like the numbers are really good. Like last year, the Bucks only gave up twenty two sacks because Brady played hot potato with that thing. I mean, they, he was not going to get hit. That ball was coming out in two point two two point three seconds, and consequently, they had no offense because he complete three passes for nine yards. Um, but now. You know Baker is able to duck under stuff, move his feet, get out. You know, get out on the out of the pocket. Like he's avoided sacks and he's taken some hits, so he's not playing like great. But 
for what he's been given, a first-time coordinator, you know, that's the thing. Like, people forget, you know, they're not, they don't have a guy out there that's called plays since Carson High School. You know right. what I mean? Like, and that was 15 years ago. <clears throat> I think it's hard. I think these other coaches in the league, like, when you get that job and you think you're prepared – then you go out there and you realize the guy across the field really is good. He's really good too. Like he 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 knows what you're going to do before you do it. You know, right? And so there's an adjustment there. But um, yeah, no, Baker's not going to get benched because Bowles actually has a real connection with him, and so do the teammates. He's the Pied Piper man. Like you would love this guy if you were a teammate of his. You'd root. For well, him. you can look. He's a professional quarterback. Uh, oh, yeah, that's the way I look sure. at. It. Like he knows, he know. I think the Detroit game is the one you were talking, you were thinking about. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Well. But I mean, and you're right. Like guys are going to have get Patrick Mahomes had a bad game on Sunday, what flu or whatever. But yeah, he did not yeah, he was game. bad. Yeah, and that's going to happen. But I, I'm with you. Like you, I'm sure his teammates look at him and say, okay, at least like in the huddle, like the guy knows what he's doing. He's been here. Oh, he's yeah. driven a car before. You well, know, he's so. been through a lot of stuff. I mean, he's right. been he was with five, four teams in 15 months. Right, you know that's not easy to do. So, you know, I just, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I think the Bucks are sort of, you know, what we think they are, which is a team that's capable of winning a really bad division this year. Because I look at Atlanta, and they're not going to win it with Desmond Ritter now. Maybe Taylor Haneke who had to come in. That's probably the worst thing that happened to the rest of the league. Or the, the <laughs> they realized, wait a minute, we got this Cause, guy because he's really a baller. Like he's given the yeah. Bucks fits with Brady. Right, you should have beat him in the playoffs the year they won the Super Bowl. He was unbelievable. Yeah, so yes. if if they play that guy, he'll be good. And then New Orleans, I mean, I just uh, uh, David uh, Derek Carr has not played well. I don't think they they they're not the same team without Sean Payton as coach, and um and they're getting kind of old on defense and the offensive line and that great like I and Carolina is just won their first game. So you can't tell me that the Bucks can't win the division. I don't care what the record is now; they're only a half game out and. Well, you look at their. You, know. you look at like who did they lose to that you thought they should have won? Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. You know, like Atlanta I'll was better. I'll give games. you that one. Detroit. Detroit's better than they are. Detroit's better. The Eagles are better. The Eagles are better. Buffalo's, Buffalo's better. better. No, yeah. they'll lose. They'll lose to the 49ers because they're better. Right. So I mean, there are probably where they should be. Like I wouldn't have thought they would have went opening day and won at. Minnesota. No, I think they should be one game better, and that'd be it. You know, like okay, the game yeah. against Atlanta, if they won that at home, then they're four and three. Right. Now you're in now you're in first place. I think everybody in the league's nine and eight. Eight nine. <laughs> the entire league. That's the is, goal. Is the nine, goal well is, it is. They're getting there. Yeah. The goal is to be, you know, eight and eight and you're gonna have a you're gonna have a couple of, if you'd have told me three weeks ago that that San Francisco is gonna lose three games in a row. Three in a row. Like, no, there's no chance. This Not just that, but how about how about the Cleveland without yeah. their starting quarterback? Right. <laughs> it's right. Like, you know? So, and then, yeah. and and the Eagles, they I look who have they won, who have they beat, pretty much everybody on their schedule. Yet mm. they haven't looked good in any of the They've games. They've never looked good doing it. No, no, no. And then they don't get the style points. Kansas City loses at Denver, a, a team that gave yeah. up seventy this year. Right. I don't care how sick Patrick Mahomes is. Right, seven. They no. gave up seventy. <laughs> seventy. Yeah. How that guy didn't get fired? By the way, I have no idea. Oh yeah. That's that's the kind of game that you just you just get fired on the spot. Right, so, yeah, somebody Sean Payton yes, didn't do yeah, it, and exactly. and then now we get the trade deadline today, and people are like, "We'll trade Mike Evans or trade Devin White," and it sounds really good to do, but there's a couple things. One, somebody's got to want him, and I'm not sure anybody does. And I mean that, like, 
maybe they would take them, but they're not going to give you high draft picks for them. No, the va- everybody's value is much higher in the town that they're in Always. than in every other town. Yeah. Always. So I don't I think said, they... It used to be that way with the hockey. Like, oh, the Lightning should trade this guy for a first-round pick. I'm like, like what? First-round pick? I won't name me? names, but there's people locally that talk for a living. Um, and I can remember these guys saying, or one of them saying, you get two first-round picks for Mike Evans right now. Right now, that's, where are you I, at? I, I don't know. There's any point in his career. I don't think there was. I, I, I don't think you would have ever gotten two first round picks for the guy. I was no. like, well, maybe a first and a second. No, uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. no, no, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. The guy's, you know, he's he's 30 years old. He's got very little. I mean, I don't know how much tread he has left on his tires. He's taking a lot of hits. You know, great player, probably maybe a borderline Hall of Fame player, perhaps, but. What are you are you paying for his future or his past? Like what what right. what compensation are you giving up for this guy again? I'm yeah. not saying that he is at the end because I don't know that he is. But have, is there any position in sports where superstars fall off the cliff faster than a wide receiver? Where you see running guys, back, running now, back. There you go. There, there yeah, you That's the only other one though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No running running back seems to be you know you hit that around 30 years old. They don't want to pay you anyway because they know you don't have anything left. But, yeah, I've seen, you know, we all saw the Emmett Smith. Like, I was thinking about this the other day. It's, it's weird because you, we could probably talk about this because I don't know. Like, do you remember some of the games you covered that was like a legend's last game? Do you ever, did you ever have that happen to you? Because it's happened to me several times. And one of them, well, one of them was Don Shula. <laughs> like, like, well, they were playing Buffalo in a playoff game. They got destroyed, right? It was Rich Stadium or whatever oh, that was yeah, called at the yeah, time. Yeah. It was freezing cold, the snow up there and all that. And uh, Marino kept playing because he played for Jimmy Johnson, but they got beat, and it was Shula's last game. I just remember how bizarre it was, like, in the bow of some stadium, Don Shula explaining how they lost, and that's kind of what Don would do. He didn't really have much to say. It was always like, well, we kicked off, and then they took the ball, and they, they, they went down and scored a field goal, and then we got it back. Like, it's like I saw the game, Don. That's who That's like was. every golfer ever. Go through your yeah. round. I was 16. I hit a three-wood. Yeah, it's a remarkable recall, like, I right? I was there. So, I was there. Yeah, I got yeah. the play-by-play. Just tell me why you did it, you know? And then um, that's who he was. But I was at Shula's last game, and I was at Emmett Smith's last game as a Cardinal. Yeah. Just happenstance, right? And there was something like very melancholy about that. I was like watching Emmett walk off, and you knew like there was no doubt he was retiring. And you kind of like, yeah, that's like freaking Emmett Smith is. And I'd covered him at Florida. He's walking off the field with a Cardinals helmet. and He's never going to play ball again. Yeah, like there's certain moments like that that kind of stick. I don't know why I got on the subject, but they stick with. No, you. no, we were just talking about players as they get older. But yeah, they, it's they, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's. You'd rather you rather limp away too soon than, or walk away too soon than limp around too late. Yeah, and yeah. I and I well, we've said, seen it. We've seen the Franco Harris's wearing. A yeah, the, the, the better the player. You know, I said this about Brady and maybe Manning and those guys, although they won Super Bowls late in their careers. But like, it seems like the greater the athlete, Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't know when the party's over, man. Right. They don't. It's the weirdest thing. It's like you're the greatest of all time, but they're still in the bar. They got the vacuums running. The lights are on. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like the ta- the chairs are upside down on the tables, and he's they're still up there drinking. You know, like they don't know that it's time to go. Right. You know, which you would think they'd be the first. Like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, we're not saying that about Mike Evans. To be clear, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because Mike can still absolutely play. And I'll say this about Mike: 
and I think Brady helped him with this, is that he saw that if I take care of my body and nutritionally do the right, because he's always kind of like, mm, you know, 230, 235. Um, but if I get down, you know, 225, 223, whatever, um, and eat right and do all these things, my I can preserve my speed, which is usually the first thing to go, and, and I can play longer. Right. And um, And he's done that. And I think Brady was good for him that way because I think he saw, hey, you don't have to stop at just one big contract. You can have another big contract, you know? Right. And and that would be like your third deal. And then how many how many lives could you affect if you make another, I don't know, $50 million, right? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Right? Like it's, it's, it's crazy, crazy, right? But it's like, yeah, yeah I've made $100 million. I'd like to make man, 150 uh, It's It's nuts. But Mike you know, has a foundation and gives away a lot of money. He's a great guy. And so it's, I think, I think he probably, if you, if you pinned him down, he'd probably tell you, I'd like to play three more years. You know what I mean? Like two, three more years. And I just don't think it's going to be in Tampa. Um, And that's unfortunate, but that's kind of the way pro sports are now. Sure. You know, it's really rare to play your whole career. Um, Yeah. And I, I, when when you see people like Tom Brady play with a different team. Yeah. Oh yeah. When Tom can do it. I know they yeah. won a Super Bowl. Usually when you go someplace else, you're terrible, you know? Right. It's like, oh, Willie Mays, you know, that yeah, home plate thrown out. Like, Mets or, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you go back and you realize, like, he wasn't that old. I know. He was like That's 38. Crazy... You look at those clips. It's like, when we were little, he felt like he, he was, was like 60. 70. Yeah. Yeah. How's he, he even getting like... up to the plate? Like, his knees are so bad. Like, I think they're going to have to get a wheelchair. Like, this dude's not even 40 yet. Right? I know, but they lived hard lives, man. I mean, they were they, <laughs> were, they? They, tra- they took trains to games, man. <laughs> oh, woke. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They were. It is true. Like if you would go even further back, like I'm convinced of this. The further back you see athletes, like okay, so on our my day, you know, like when we were yeah, growing yeah. up, we were little kids, and and Willie was at the end of his career, or Hank Aaron, or whatever. But like you go even further back, and you see like. It's the 1927 World Series, and there's right. you know, or there's Honus Wagner. He's 60 years old. There's oh, no way that this guy isn't 60 years old. I know. It's like, well, they look you, like my grandfather. I because they're breathing in like, like steel mill smoke and everything. <laughs> right. And, right? And I mean, you see pictures of like Len, Lenny Dawson on the sideline at halftime with a heater. Yeah. He's got a dart going, and you're and it's like, <laughs> like what? It's a quarterback in the Super Bowl. But seriously, man, singer. you look at these guys like the, oh, the Black Sox, and you look at these dudes, and you're going, "Wait a minute, were they were they like was this like an old man's league? Like, like it had to yes. be fifty? And yes. you're like, "Oh, he's only thirty eight years old." There, there's, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, so, they worked in the off season. They carried ice and stuff. Like these guys were. I just hard. think they drank a lot. Well, they drank and smoked. Everybody <laughs> they smoked. smoked a lot. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Everybody had a pack of cigarettes on them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should go as for Halloween. I'm going to go as Honest Wagner. Just that'd be awesome, really. You know, somewhere in my in my uh, my mom's house, there are mitts. When I say mitts, I mean like my dad had a catcher's mitt because he played. You know, when he's 15. Yeah. Um, started playing for a mill team in Greenville, South Carolina. That was his job was to play baseball. And then, of course, you know, didn't finish high school or anything and ended up playing pro ball at 19. So he had this catcher's mitt. But then he had a glove, like a position glove. Yeah. And it was stuffed. And if you saw this thing, Tom, you go, holy crap, how do you even catch a ball? It had fingers yeah, yeah, that yeah. were big, fat fingers <laughs> with no laces in between, no webbing. Right. It was like uh, like an oven mitten. But yeah. not an oven mitten. Like it was more like like a construction glove. Yeah, like a, like a glove yeah. with fingers. 
You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a mitten with like with, with fingers, like a glove. Yeah. Yeah. But there was nothing connecting the fingers. So like you had to catch it in the palm of your hand. Right. And, and the padding on your fingers just kept and your fingers it, from it breaking. It just kept your fingers from snapping in half. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just a little padding. It was like it was like a giant, you know, oven mitt padding around each one, right. each finger. Right. It was crazy. I remember putting that thing on one time when I was a kid. And I was like, how do you I can't there's no how way I can catch, catch a ball yeah. with this. Like, what do you do? Right. And that was back in the day when when one guy would use they just leave the glove at just the base. Just leave the glove there, yeah. By the way, did they not have enough money to have gloves for everybody? Like, is I that can't. was that a thing? I guess it costs so much. Like, what was a glove these those days? Like, they, oh they no, went through, they had two balls a game. You know. <laughs> that, okay, <laughs> we're gonna sound like an old uh, in my day, but I'm telling you, nothing drives me more crazy than a pitcher throws a ball that barely skips in the dirt and they throw it. Yeah, out. yeah throw it out. Uh, it just it just drives me crazy. It hit the dirt. How about yeah? You throw a pitch and it like it touches the dirt and the catcher just goes here you go. Yeah, you know, don't even give me yeah. a new ball. They don't even look at it. Yeah, just give you me see, a new ball. And then they use it for batting practice. And if you've ever held one of those batting practice balls, it's the nicest baseball you've ever held in it's your life. It's the whitest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I love it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Well, what do we got, uh, what do we got coming up on your... Well into the uh, political season, and there's wars everywhere. What are newsletters like these days at Pointer.org? I can't imagine. Do we lead with war? Do we lead with a mass shooting? Do we lead with uh, Speaker of the House can't get elected? Like, seriously, the last couple of weeks has just been... But it's important. Yeah, I mean, it's important stuff. We all know it, and it's, you know, people are... But there's a news fatigue out there. I get it. People I think are, so. Our ratings, yeah. I was wondering about that. Man. When when things are bad, do people watch TV less? Depends on, I, what, I depends find on myself, what bad is. Okay, you know? so not school shooting bad, but like yeah, Israel like that's bad. Hard. Yeah, or, like people or, are interested in that. That's a story. Or Ukraine really bad. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, people are interested in that story because it, it does they either it impacts, impacts so many people, yeah. or it's something they're, they're, they really want to see. The, the but does bad comes, news help ratings? Or uh, depend again, it depends on what it is. And so now there were people who were fascinated last week. I haven't seen any of the TV numbers yet. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who were fascinated last week by what we thought at the time was a manhunt for this. Uh, yeah, committed suicide, right? Yeah. And then in, until we found out exactly where he was or what happened, there was a great interest in that. Um, but like a lot of this other stuff, like Speaker of the House stuff, which dragged on and on and on. Yeah, just the political melee. Yeah, that's for people. I think the fatigue yeah. starts to set in because it's the just... campaigns don't seem to have any traction. Like, I, no, I don't, I, are we close the, to primaries? Like, I don't. Yeah, even know like there's another Republican debate coming up next week. This one will be on NBC. So oh, what are the ratings for those? Are they being good? So not bad. Like the first one, they've had two already. Um, they've come nowhere near like like for instance some of the. I think the Republican debates back in 2020 and in certainly in 2016, 2016. those involved Trump. 
So a lot of people were interested. There's a newness to that. And all yeah, that. I guess there wasn't. And he's not even part of the, of the debates. Now. No, no, and he's not a part of it. So there's there there's some interest, but not a ton, you know. Because um, I don't so. know. Like, TV news is weird to me. Of course, I'm not going to do a whole show on this because there's, yeah, yeah. you know, plenty of political stuff out there. But um, what I always found fascinating, and, and I guess there must be, they, they must be able to get a bang for their buck on this, is like wherever there's something happening in the world, is the network sending their top or their more their anchor people to that spot? It's interesting that you bring that up because I've actually asked that question. Is it important I, that they go to a site of a tornado? I wonder why or, that is. Like I'm not. So exactly I've sure. actually asked. I'm going to drop a name here. I have asked David Muir from ABC, and I've asked Listen, Lester Holt. You, Lester Holt. I've asked him this question. Walter Cronkite it, wasn't available. Yeah. Dan Rather. What are we talking? <laughs> but what these guys have told me is a couple, and Nora O'Donnell goes on these uh, uh, places as well. Um, the, it's, it's important for two reasons. One, they want to keep themselves involved in, in actual reporting instead of sitting at a desk and reading the news. But they, they do have uh, enough uh, research to show that it does make a difference, that people really? do respond to them. It lets the viewers it gives know credibility that this to the viewers is an important, yeah, and it's an important story. Like it's so important we sent that I got off my there. ass in in yeah. New York and got on <laughs> got, a plane and got out of my condo. Yeah, and yeah, and actually went and, and covered the story and to talk to people, you know, to do their own reporting, and they think it helps their their when they're reading the news later, which they're helping to write. They right. think the being out reporting actually helps them. I do guess that makes sense. Guys. I mean, yeah. just from a viewer standpoint, I've. I've I don't know. I, I kind of like go back and forth. Like, oh, cool. There, and then I'm also like, why would you do that? Like, what, well, and what? I think there's also a little bit like, if everybody agreed they weren't going, everybody would say, okay, there would nobody that. would go. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, well, they're going, so we got to go too. I, you know, because we don't want to make it seem like they're do- making a bigger deal out of this than we are. You know? It so. reminds. I don't know. Did you used to watch? There was this. Uh, it was at Netflix or one of the series there with uh, Jennifer Aniston and who was the other? They, they were anchors. Yeah, morning show. Morning show. Do you ever right. watch that? It's, I have it's, not. It's, it's, I have not. So it's, my it's wife a, loves it. Well, it was a great show, and it's got a little bit of that where it's like we need you in, you know, wherever, you know, like Los Angeles because this is going on. Right. There's fires, you know. Joy's got there's a fire, so stand in front of the fire, and then you get, and they kind of it's the same thing. It's like, well, it's so important, you need to go, you know. And they were trying to debate about, like, is this a big enough story to send our anchor or do we send the backup anchor, you know? Right, right. It's very curious to me. But it's it's obviously TVs or ratings and um, credibility and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway. All right, well, check them out. Uh, Tom Jones on pointer.org. O-R-G. <laughs> and uh, great talking to you, Tommy. Uh, happy Halloween. Trick or treat. Yeah, you smell too. My, don't get, don't smell eat too my much. feet. Give me something good to eat. Did you see Christopher walking on Saturday Night Live? walking. Once again, Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Foo Fighters. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that great. So great. If you know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you. Have good talking to you. All right, man. Always great to catch up with Tom Jones. Be careful out there. It is Halloween. We're going to have a mailbag tomorrow. We've got some questions already submitted to us. You can submit yours as well. You can do that on Twitter at NFL Stroud or at Sports Day TB. You can also reach me online at rstroud at tampabay.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Tom Jones for Steve Burstick, our producer. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.